0: It's all about. All of a sudden you feel like you
1: can't miss. i just leave it up here. You
2: couldn't make that if you tried that again.
3: Absolutely not.
4: Welcome to the Action Network NBA Awards Futures Draft. Today our panel of experts is gonna be drafting. NBA Awards. You get to select from any of the major awards with one flex position. And at the end, post it on Action Network and in the Action Network app, you'll be able to find how we choose to distribute $1,000 of conceptual money, maybe, on these various futures. So let us know what you think is the best team of futures and the concepts in the comment section. Enjoy the Action Network NBA Awards draft.
1: Joe, you're up with the first pick. What do you got?
5: All right. So I thought long and hard about uh, coming in and stealing one of the picks that I think Brandon wants to take here. But I've decided to turn my attention to Rookie of the Year. With Rookie of the Year, my thought process was, I think that there are two people in this race that I really like being uh, the top, a couple of the top picks in the draft between Cade Cunningham and Jalen Green. And I think that they're both going to have the ball in their hands a lot. They're both going to have a lot of opportunity and that's something that I was looking for. Uh, So with this, given that this is a draft uh, and the format of how we're doing this, I'm going to be taking Cade Cunningham for rookie of the year at, Plus two sixty, and I know that I was between Cade, and I was between him and Jalen Green, but I think that Cade is going to have the opportunity here to distribute, showcase his playmaking abilities a little bit more, and I think that the Pistons are going to really need him to have the ball in his hands as much as possible. Uh, so, Cade Cunningham plus two sixty
6: as the first pick in the draft.
4: Ooh,
3: nice to start out with the win.
1: Matt Matt's not loving it, Matt's not loving it, but uh okay, so we got the first pick for the first pick. We're sticking with rookie of the year. Uh, we're now on Austin Austin. what do you got?
6: that's perfect because one of the shortest favorites on the board I'm using my second pick on this year's second overall pick, Jalen Green for rookie of the year and rest assured this is not a Homer pick you know uh, green is going to have a high usage rate I mean they Got rid of John Wall. He's not going to play just so that these young guys can develop. He's got the work ethic and a chip on his shoulder. I think the Rockets are going to have a slightly better record. And um, I would love to grab Jalen Green with, at plus 275. That,
1: that's better number, better, too. Feels like a homer pick, uh, you know, being that you're from from the, the, the area. But, you no, know, we're not here to make judgments on people's picks. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, next up, we got uh, Roberto. Roberto, what do you got?
0: All right, so I was—if I would have had the number one pick, I would have picked—I would have picked Jalen Green as well. Um, so nice pick, Austin. You stole my pick. Uh, and now that we're stealing picks, I'm gonna have to steal Brandon's. I'm going Giannis MVP plus nine hundred from DraftKings. Um, NBA Finals MVP. He's got a different level of confidence coming into this year. I could see him taking another step forward. Uh, he made 15 of those 17 free throws in the last closeout game, which I thought was pretty eye opening. I'm not saying he's going to be a shooter. He should dunk every time he can, but Giannis is unstoppable. He's maybe the best regular season player out there. I'll take him, uh, and he's plus 900, whereas KD is plus 600, Muga's plus 380. I like the value there a lot. I think they're they're in the same tier. I
3: mean, if I can have them, and Matt can't have him, or he can't have him either, so I'm good with that.
1: Sorry, Brandon. I, uh, I, I feel bad for you because I know how much you wanted that one. All right, Raheem, we got you up next. Who are you taking?
2: <laughs> I'm going to go with Jason Tatum, plus 2,400 to win MVP. I mean, when you really sit down and think about it, <clears throat> the Boston Celtics were completely snake-bitten last year. They had COVID issues. They had injuries. I think Jason Tatum is going to lead this team on a resurgent season. So let's go with Jason Tatum.
4: Reach. Who who is, re, who is taking Tatum in, like, the first four rounds? You're, like, taking a, Man, it's like a, taking a kicker, I'm number like a from, fantasy draft. What are you doing? I'm just having some fun with it. <laughs> all
1: right, Matt. Going go with value. Matt, Matt, you got a lot of opinions. You're up next. So, uh, what, what, are you,
4: what are you taking with your first pick? Uh, I'm taking the best lock on the board. It's Rudy Gay, uh, Defensive Player of the Year, plus 350. What are we doing here? What are you? All of you, let this go by. We have great players. We have all these great players in MVP with narratives and voters in their pockets and – Reigns over here taking Tatum and the the two rookies who who knows if they'll be good or not because it's rookies and it's all random take Rudy he plays the only thing you have to do in the NBA NBA on defense in the regular season is play drop coverage versus pick and roll Rudy Gobert is literally the best drop player pick and roll coverage of all time they want to give it to him they give it to him they will give it to him because they don't know what else to do the voters don't want to pay attention to defense it's work who wants to work. Given Rudy Defensive Player of the Year is easy. I'm still getting plus three fifty on it. Rudy Gobert DPOY plus three fifty. Come on, guys. Just so
3: it's clear, we're we're making him take Rudy Gay. Who he's. I was going to say
4: he did say Rudy Gay,
1: but we. Oh no! No no! (laughs)
3: Oh
1: yes! Perfect. 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 All right, Brandon, the man with the plan. Uh, I'm going
3: to. Yeah, I'm going to go also with Defensive Player of the Year because I actually like one of the guys who I thought his odds were way off all last year. He slid up late. I like Draymond Green, plus 3,300 Defensive Player of the Year. I actually think there's going to be some voter fatigue on Rudy Gobert. I think we're kind of reaching that Giannis status from a year ago of like he's won three out of four. They're, they keep choking in the playoffs every year by perception. I think people are going to want to give it to someone else. And I think Draymond is a great someone else. He's only won once before. He's the best and most important defender of this generation. The Warriors were top five on defense last year. I think could be even better this year. That's why the Warriors are playing well, not because of their offense right now. It's Steph plus defense. So I love Draymond. He changes everything the way defense is played. And I'm taking the 3,300 because if it hits, that's a big win for me.
4: Brandon took a long shot. Can't believe it.
1: Does Draymond count as a long shot? I feel like, uh, you know, long odds, but I don't know if he's a long shot, but, but like I said, we don't, we don't make judgments. We don't make judgments. All right, Joe, you're up next round two. What do you got?
5: All right, so I am coming back with Defensive Player of the Year. And the game, the guy that I looked at, um, I think that he actually had a chance last year to win had he not gotten hurt. Um, but I was looking at Miles Turner at 12-1 to on Caesars. Uh, he averaged 3.4 blocks per game last year. Uh, he's kind of an electric player. We know he's going to get the minutes. The only concern that I have, obviously, with him is whether or not he gets traded or something like that. But I do think that the block are electric i mean that's he averaged 3.4 the next closest was rudy gobert with 2.7 uh and then no one else was within a block uh of miles Turner per game so i like 12 to 1 and that's going to be my second pick of this draft matt your thoughts
4: Love it. That's a great one. Uh, I've actually to bet that. There's also a really good chance that he gets traded uh, potentially to a team that he'll make a real impact on. Um, and if he does, he'll probably play more because he won't split time with Sabonis. That's a really good value pick right there. That was a really good pick by Joe as opposed to the last one. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Matt. <laughs>
6: All
4: right, awesome. What do you got?
6: All right. For my second round pick, I'm going with the sixth man of the year. And this one's driven by narrative. This I'm picking Derrick Rose, of the New York Knicks. What a comeback story he had last year. He didn't get a full season with the Knicks. And with the amazing season that Jordan Clarkson and Joe Ingles had, you know, it's easy to dismiss him. But he's providing a high scoring punch uh, to a defensive minded team. Um, He's going to provide a good spark of energy and uh, with the Knicks on an upward swing, I can see Derrick Rose having lots of value at plus 1800 to win the sixth man of the year.
1: Two people on this call definitely like that pick. Uh, We don't need to say who, but I think everyone knows. Uh,
4: another good one. We talked about it on buckets. We think this is one of the ones that has the best value for six, man. He's going to play a lot. Uh, if Kemba misses time, he picks up stats then that won't count against him Cause he'll still come off the bench enough. It's just a really smart value play with Rose. All right, Roberto.
0: All right. I got some strong feelings about some other picks, but since nobody's picked an MVP person besides Raheem, I'm just going to double down and use my first flex right here. I'm going to go KD plus 600 to win MVP. Um, Best player on the best team wins MVP more often than not. I already got Giannis. I'll take KD. Those are going to be two of the four elite teams in the NBA this year. And they are the two clear-cut head of the snakes on each of their team, especially with Kyrie Irving's status in doubt. I really like uh, the value on KD still being on the board.
4: Guess who edited my piece about the straw poll in which KD picked up the most votes. You'll never
1: guess who edited that piece. Got a little, little inside of trading going on here. All right, Raheem,
2: what do, you, what do you got? Let's go with Ben Simmons, plus 500 defensive player of the year. He, we were probably a year too early on it last year. I think whoever he plays for this year, they're talking about he's coming back to the Sixers. So let's go with that, plus 500. Whew, man, you all
5: right over you, You sweating over is there. De- is he defending himself? Like, what's going on? <laughs>
2: I mean, to me, he's plus five hundred. He's second, and and re- like he's second right now behind Rudy Gobert. I think everybody sees that he has the defense. He's going to be playing. It just came out today that Rich Paul and the Sixers are working out an agreement for him to come back. So let's
4: go with that. Let's see. You know, he's he gets- got to
3: defend himself from the media. Defend himself from his It's yeah. A lot of defense this year. Yeah,
4: he's going to defend himself from Embiid when practice comes. That's for sure. Yeah, that is that is a guarantee. All right, uh, Matt, you're up next. All right. So I got to go back to MVP because I can't, I can't in any good conscience, not have an MVP pick uh, within my first two. Uh, I'm going to take Steph Curry plus 900. Uh, I think the Warriors are going to be great. Basically, if you factor this out, I, I don't mind Raheem's pick for Tatum. We, we bet that after we did it on buckets. If you look at, the kind of way the league's gonna be structured though there's probably gonna be a team in the west that jumps into the top three conversations it's gonna be utah the lakers maybe they're starting rough but if a team jumps up whoever's the best player on that team is probably gonna be in that discussion uh, i don't think it's Jokic. i think the, the roster's still gonna be a little tight without jamal murray I uh, don't like the sun think they're gonna regress i don't love getting Luca at plus 450 if that number is bad getting steph at nine though he got the most he got the same amount of votes as Luca in my straw poll he's getting significant action on the markets i got nine to one chance on Steph Curry. He was, they wanted to go for him last year. If Jokic hadn't gotten it, it was probably actually going to be Steph. They win more games this season. They wind up in the top four. The Warriors look great in preseason. I'm taking Steph Curry plus 900 MVP. Brandon, you can, you can give us, I guess your
1: uh, next pick. Maybe it's MVP.
3: Well, I am going to actually stick with the Warriors instead of with MVP. And I'm going to steal one of Matt's picks right here. I gave him two chances. I'm going to take for sixth man of the year, Jordan Poole, who odds are all over the map, but right now at MGM, plus 3,000, which I think is highway robbery, especially because Jordan Poole gets to cheat in this race. He gets to start for the first you know couple months of the season and rack up all the extra minutes, all the extra shots. Sixth man of the year is just a pretty award for the prettiest shooter who can score all the points. And Jordan Poole is going to score a lot of points. He's going to get extra chance to Get an early lead, get some narrative going. Wow, Jordan Poole, the breakout player, and he'll go safely back to the bench when Clay comes back, and then he can be our sixth man of the year. So, Jordan Poole plus 3,000. Sorry about it,
4: Matt. Worry about him actually starting too many games. If Clay's recovery gets delayed, that winds up hurting the number of games that he's, that he, if he starts more than he comes off the bench, he's disqualified. So, I'm a, I'm a, somebody's already bet this. I'm a little concerned about that, but.
3: Yeah, there is some concern for that, but. I really liked Rose for this one and pool is the only other name that I find myself really believing in. So, uh, my, my other long shot on this one was Carmelo who I'm probably going to leave out there if anyone else wants that one now. So uh, I just wanted to grab the only other name on this award that I liked here.
4: Don't 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 everybody rush towards Mello here. Don't only if he's wearing a hoodie,
5: Joe, you're up next. What do you got? All right. So uh, I'm just going to continue to not pick somebody to win MVP. And uh, I am going to be turning to most improved player. And for this, I'm looking for somebody that's going to have a little bit more of a, an increased role, um, whether it's due to injury or players leaving. And I'm going to be taking OG and Anobi at twenty-eight to one. That's available at, at MGM and DraftKings. Uh, with Siakam being out, uh, looks like to start at least a little bit of the season. Uh, it's really just him and Fred Van Vliet. And I think that he's been he's been a lot more assertive in the Preseason games that he's played, and I think that he has a really good opportunity here to uh, continue to improve. And even last year, in his you know thirty-six minute splits, he was averaging seventeen points per game. So I think he's got a real opportunity to showcase his talent. And you're getting pretty good odds at twenty-eight to one. So OG and have most improved. I don't
4: hate it. We did some research on. We did some research on buckets, and one of the things we found was that for the last six years, it's actually gone to somebody that's. In uh, an all-star, so that's been the thing we decided on to play on this bet. Is that if you want to bet, wait until the first ballot all-stars are are uh, announced, and whatever's like the surprise guy, bet that guy. Because Julius Randle still was pretty low last year, and you end up winning. So yeah. um, I, there's a good chance that honestly, Ananobi, if the Raptors are good, Ananobi's the guy is probably going to get on there, and not Siakam. So I don't hate it. There's also a chance that Ananobi gets traded to somewhere. Philadelphia and winds up having like a big role and then like winds up making it in. So I don't like, like, I think this has multiple paths to cash. I I like that one.
3: Yeah. OG is my pick straight up. This is actually just my most improved player regardless of odds. The only reason I don't like this is because this was 6,600 at points bet, you know, like a month ago and he's looked great in preseason. And so the numbers are already moving. So if you do want to get OG, I think you need to grab him now because the numbers going to keep on rising.
6: Yeah. Austin. Your pick player. And I'll preface this by saying that I think the Memphis Grizzlies are going to be a dark horse to win the Southwest division. Uh, Jaron Jackson for most improved player with Valanchun is out of the picture they're going to need him to, to do more scoring and, and you know Stephen Adams isn't going to be doing all that um he's healthy he's going to have the RT I think he's going to be a breakout star he's got a unique skill set where he can score from the post and shoot it from the three I think he's going to raise a lot of eyebrows in the Grizzlies team with a, with a lot of potential and I love him at plus 1500.
4: Can't argue with it I, I, I mean you just look at it and um he's got to have a big role I would say I still have some concerns like he hasn't looked great in preseason. He still doesn't have like a go-to shot, Like there's a lot of things about his game, but basically like it's, I like that you you basically prefaced it by hedging it with the Grizzlies because that makes sense, right? If your prior is the Grizzlies are going to be better than expected, then Jaron's probably in that conversation because it means that Jaron made that jump. So like the two are correlated. So like put them together, take the, take the Grizzlies. If you're taking the Grizzlies over, you might as well take Jaron Jackson's MIP odds.
3: Yeah, and Grizzlies' division is at plus 400 or higher at a couple of books, which I think is patently absurd against the Mavericks. Uh, I've got my article going up on division odds, so I definitely like the the Grizzlies there, and Jackson could kind of ride along with it if they do well. All
2: right, Raheem. It's on you. I'm going with Rick Carlisle to win Coach of the Year. I think that is at plus 2,000. No, actually, you know what? I'm not going with Rick Carlisle. I'm going with Steve Kerr, plus 1,100. I think the Warriors are going to be really, really good this year. I think this team, I mean, with Steph Curry, we already got people on our call betting Steph Curry to win MVP. I think the Warriors have a, a bounce back here. I'm going to go with Steve Curry plus 1,100.
4: I'm just trying to figure out how he would wind up getting it because it's already this, like, established pattern, right? Like, everyone knows that Steph and Draymond and Clay are good. Um, they've got auto. They auto Porter, but they've still got so much, like, talent and – salary on roster. I'm trying to think of like what what voter is going to be like. You know who did a really great job this year was Steve Kerr. So I don't hate it because I think I think you're right that the Warriors are going to be good, but he would take them getting like the one seed. If you think they can get the one seed, then I don't mind this pick. I'm going to take my guy
0: Bam Metabio, defensive player of the year. I'm shocked he's still here. He's the best defender in the league. Um one of the issues with Bam Metabio as Matt brought up is you actually have to watch defense to vote on the defensive player of the year and reliability at the point of attack, whether it's Drogic, Hero, or Kendrick Nunn out there all the time, they're going to start with Kyle Lowry, and he was going over the top on ball screens uh, in the first couple preseason games. I think the Heat are going to have a little bit more aggressive defense, and Bam will be switched on to smaller players as much as as he was last year, um, or just brought away from the play. So I like that he'll be around the rim, he'll accumulate with more stats, and he's put on some more muscle this year. He's up to 260 pounds I think for around 240 Two forty-five. Um, so I really love Bam at a bio. Loves versatility of the stronger. I think it's going to help him with durability and and battling other bigger centers inside. Um, so at fourteen to one, uh, I love Bam.
4: I like that. I'm the Best defender in the league, but I, I don't. I don't hate it. Uh, there's a very good chance. That, like, look, I, I'm low on the heat. Um, but I don't really have like a rational reason for it. It's a feeling thing. And if they're good, they're going to be elite. And if they're elite, then Bam's probably gonna be in this discussion because not only does he, can he play the drop a little bit more this year, but he's also extremely switchable. And that's gonna like, he's a mix between Ben Simmons and Rudy Gobert. And he's not as good as either, in my opinion, but that combination of versatility will stand out with voters. I think and I don't hate it. All right, Matt. So are you? Because the, uh, because my beloved Jalen Green is off the board, which makes me very sad. Uh, I am actually going to take, I'm going to take Josh Giddy. I'm going to take Josh Giddy, rookie of the year. Uh, you don't have to be good. The team doesn't have to be any good to win rookie of the year, which is good because all three of those teams are going to suck hard. Giddy has shown a lot of talent you know, already. I think he's going to handle a lot. I, I expect the thunder to start tanking, which means I think that there's a good chance that Shea actually gets shut down again with a, a hamstring. By like midseason, and if that happens, you've got more minutes for Giddy. I don't think they'll shut down Giddy. I think they'll have him play through because they want to get him the experience. Uh, I'm less worried about his rookie fall off given his uh, international experience, uh, and by all accounts he's really impressed the coaching staff and I have a high level of respect for the development staff in OKC and everything I've heard is that they're very impressed with him. Uh, it's hard to impress those guys. So I like Josh Giddy. I'm getting him a 10 to one to win rookie of the year.
3: You can actually get him at 30 to one at, at Bet MGM. So I love Giddy. That was my pick uh, with green and Cade gone. That was the rookie of the year pick that I wanted to make. He's looked good in preseason a lot better than I expected for such a young international player.
4: That's what I meant to say. I just slept was 30 to one. At <laughs> yeah.
5: I love that pick, too. I had him if I didn't have the number one pick.
1: (laughs) Matt, would you say the Thunder are giddy about their rookie?
4: I gotta go. (laughs)
5: That was good. That was good. Appreciate Appreciate that. that. You're next.
4: All
3: right. Well, uh, part of the reason everyone on the, on here knows that I love Giannis for MVP. Part of the reason is because I've had a hard time figuring out who else among the favorites that I actually can talk myself into being a candidate. I'm going to take an MVP here because I have found another candidate that I really like and is Damian Lillard plus 1400 at Bat Rivers. I think that Lillard has a chance to be this year's version of Nikola Jokic. I, this really it's not a bet on Damian Lillard. I already know Lillard is awesome. We all agree he's a top five, top ten player. Top ten, not top five. But he's a great player. He's going to have the stats. This is a bet on Portland. I like what the Blazers have done. I like Nance and Zeller off the bench. CJ McCollum and Yusuf Nurkic both missed a lot of time last year. This is a bet on, I think Portland can be a top two or three seed. And if they are, then Lillard's going to be a top three MVP candidate. Can you win it? I don't know. That's kind of where I thought Jokic might get to last year. And then the top candidates sort of cleared out and paved the way for him. Uh, but with Giannis off the board, Dame is my next favorite pick. If it's going to be someone that's not Giannis, he would be the guy I'd go with here.
4: I don't hate it. I mean, he was in the conversation for a heartbeat last year before they had they suffered like a really bad drop-off and then traded for Powell and then got way better. So um, usage rate still should be high. He's still going to be in in the running to lead the league in scoring. I think the only concern is that all the offseason stuff with him. I just, I do think I, I'm a little nervous about the team chemistry standpoint. Where uh, if things go a little bit sideways, they can go really sideways. If Billups doesn't work, it goes really sideways. You have to have a lot of faith in a first year head coach and Chauncey Billups here. Uh, I don't hate it though. Um, schedule's not good, but it's not terrible. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't personally be betting Dame. I think that's a bet we can make later in like in the season and get better value. Um, But I don't, I can't say that it's like a bad pick and he's not going to win MVP. He's definitely able to, to, able to win it. And as with every Brandon move, he's it's long on. So I get it.
3: Do, do you think you're plugged in well with all the media and the voters? Do you think that the voters might be hesitant to to back Dame after this off season no. or that? No, they love
4: him. They love him. They love him. He's the best leader in the NBA. He's got a great marketing team. He's got a great, he's got an agent that gets along with, uh, with everybody. Like he, he, uh, the analytics folks love him. There, there is no subsection Uh, and, and he's a real hooper. So there's no subsection of, the voting block that will not want to vote for Dame if he's eligible. They all want to vote for him. Let's get pick on that level. All right. Back to you, Joe. All
5: right. So I'm finally going to be taking somebody to win MVP and uh, the guy that I'm looking at, I think that he might have to navigate this rule change or at least the look at the rules that people are uh, in regards to basketball moves and non-basketball moves. But uh, Trey Young at Plus twenty one hundred on FanDuel. (laughs) I think he's got the usage. uh, He's got a usage of thirty seven point seven percent. And they were the Hawks were good when Nate McMillan took over. They were twenty seven and eleven. That's a seventy one percent win percentage. Um, I think that given the uncertainty with uh, with the Nets and you know the Knicks, you. I'm not sure if they're going to be able to be a four seed again. Uh, I think that the this Hawks team could be a top four seed in the East, um, and I think that this gives an opportunity for uh, a younger point guard with Trey Young. He's got the ball in his hands a lot. He puts up the stats. Whether you know we like how it plays or how it looks or not, um, but at twenty twenty the twenty one to one, uh, I'll dabble with some Trey Young here for MVP.
4: I hate you so much right now. I'm I'm. I hope the Knicks miss the playoffs. I. It's nice that you picked Trey Young, you know, as a Knicks fans can because, he, owns, my soul. because yeah, he doesn't own the Garden, so that's nice yeah. that you picked him. Uh, I have I, I bet Trey early early in the in the preseason. Uh, I still think this has good value. He's completely under the radar right now. Uh, ankle injury right out of the blocks is not great, but I still think usage and narrative and how good I expect the Hawks to be and all this kind of thing. Um, I do, I do kind of wonder if you think, if you like the Hawks, then you should bet Trey young. If you like the heat, then you should bet Jimmy Butler. Like I'm of that opinion that some, one of those two teams is probably going to be the surprise team, in the Eastern conference, and they'll probably generate a little bit of buzz. Um, I do think that this is the year that Trey will no longer be considered like, well, yeah, nice stats, but uh, he's made the leap because of that playoff run that fundamentally changes how the voters will look at him. So I think he's going to have a better chance. I love this pick. Uh, we would tolerate no Nick
1: Blander
5: on this on this uh, draft. Yeah. None. Zero. Knicks are going to win the one seed. I don't know what you guys are talking about.
3: <laughs> I mean, that's not <laughs> the only way the Knicks are getting mentioned on this podcast, so I think you should take what you got. I'm right,
1: right. <laughs> not taking any of it. None of it. Don't worry. Barrett, love, MVP, coming. <laughs> I, I, love, I love that Joe is reverse ginsing, uh, uh Trey on there. With, with that. I'm match. like
5: hedging on my happiness here. There you go. Uh, Austin, you're up next.
6: I'm going to stick with uh, the Hawks over here, and I'm going to go with Nate McMillan for coach of the year. I mean, this man turned this team around last year, went 27-11 to end the season, like Joe had mentioned, led an underperforming team uh, to the Western Conference Finals. The Hawks aren't going anywhere. Trey's a stone-cold killer. I think they've gotten better. They've brought back the gang and added some debt with um, Dang and and, uh, and Delon Wright. And uh, I I have them at the number three seed. I I think they can win 51 games uh, next season. Um, Nate McMillan is going to get all the accolades and win coach of the year. I love those two picks.
0: Um, I'm really high on the Hawks. They've got so much depth, which in the regular season is so valuable. And as a diehard Miami Heat fan, last year he had a, a pivotal game against the Hawks, and Trey Young didn't play, and the Hawks still beat the Heat. So they have playmakers up and down the roster, and they don't really have a, another great option as a true point guard besides Trey Young. So Trey will have all. Of the chance to score and facilitate. Uh, and I love the chances of the Hawks getting to the three seed, which there is a glass ceiling with the top two seeds, but Nick McMillan, I love that pick.
1: Well, Roboto, you're up next, so you
0: can tell. All right, so I'm going to go with Rookie of the Year, guy who actually might be the best player in the draft class uh, if his jump shot works out. And I'm going with Davion Mitchell, 18-1 to on DraftKings, for Rookie of the Year. He... Had, I believe he shot below 33% each of his first couple of years in college uh, from, the, from the three point line. And then last year shot up around 40%. And people weren't necessarily buying if it was real, if it's going to translate to the NBA level. If it does, he's going, he's going to be a first team all NBA defensive player, or at least an all NBA defensive player sooner than later. And I think he'll be an immediate impact player for a Kings defense. That was her, the worst in the league history last year. Um, So there will be improvement statistically like like that. Um, And I don't know if he's going to have the ball, just because they got De'Aaron Fox, they got Tyrese Halliburton. But if he gets enough time on the ball, um, he'll do enough defensively, making everybody else have an off night. I love him. I bet on Baylor after the third game of the year last year to win the title. So I'm going to ride with Davion Mitchell. Um, He's never done me wrong.
3: I love Davion Mitchell's shot. When I was scouting his games last year, I noticed that when he shoots it, the shot is so crisp. Like, you know when you shoot and it goes in the net and you hear it in the net, like the net slaps the rim? That's Davion Mitchell's shot. So I think the shot is real. I like him a lot. I think he's going to be great on the Kings.
2: Raheem. So I'm going to go with Tyler Hero, sixth man of the year. We all know this is a scores award. He averaged 15.1 points per game last season. I think he could do that again for a better Miami Heat team off the bench.
5: So That's what I'm riding with. Dude, just take Corkmaz at, like, 80-1 to one instead.
4: <laughs> I don't mind it. Look, Tyler's getting a lot of buzz out of Miami. Um, there's just a lot of – there's a lot of Tyler Hero from 2020 is back convo on both Heat Twitter and in Heat Media. I think it's interesting to, to kind of figure out what the rotations will be like, how many minutes he'll get, um, and also, like, how good the offense will be because we had that concern last year that they had trouble scoring. Um but you know, if you if you think of like sophomore slump last year, short off season, Tyler gets a whole new whole off season. He looks swole, which is never bad. So uh, I don't I don't love it. I don't hate it. It's a perfectly Raheem pick.
6: I like the pick. <laughs>
0: uh, I thought that I think that having a real point guard in Kyle Lowry around him more often this year will pay huge dividends for Hero and also those shooters for Miami, Duncan Robinson as well, um, so that he doesn't have to run three miles before. He gets an open shot this year, hopefully, um, and the Heat just get easier shots with Lowry getting the ball and running down the court. And also, I think just a better defense is going to help up help out transition offense for the Heat. Um, and Tyler Hero's is going to have some wide open jump shots, and he's a bucket, so he'll get plenty of media attention. And it's a popularity contest at some level for this award because <laughs> the, the winner of it last year shouldn't have was even the best, the best was even the best sixth man on his team. So we'll see what happens.
4: That's right. For, for what are the um... The actual best the way we pronounce that is he's a bucket. That's that's actually how. That's the bucket. That's, there you go. That's the accent that we're looking for. There
1: is it, me, uh, Mister Buckets, It's
4: on you. Uh, please never, ever call me Excuse that. Me, uh, I'm taking, Bucket. <laughs> Mr. Bucket. Uh, I'm taking Billy Donovan, coach of the year, plus 1,000. Uh, 10 to one odds on the Bulls who looked fantastic in preseason. Donovan is well-liked by the media. He's well-liked by his other coaches. So when media members ask like, hey, who do you think is doing really well? The coaches are going to go, you know, Billy Donovan, like that roster, they got a lot of guys, but it didn't make sense. He did a good job of putting them together. Uh, he's able to bring defensive stuff up. His offense is pretty good in terms of like, it's going to be really good this season. Uh, you know, he had an immediate impact. Like the Bulls were a mess. And then last year it was like, you oh, know the Bulls are not bad. Uh, they're going to be really good this year. They're the kind of surprise team I think that's going to generate a lot of conversation. I, I love Billy Donovan at 10 to 1.
3: Love it. Love Donovan. Love DeMar DeRozan. Love Vucevic. Love the Mm. offense. Love the defense. Love the Bulls.
1: They're okay. That's total (laughs) sarcasm. Brandon. Mr. Um, Mr. Over here.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to take the actual coach of the year, and I'm going to take Ime Udoka from the Boston Celtics, plus 1,800. Uh, I we're all taking East coaches here, but I think that we're all seeing there's kind of a vacuum in the East outside of those top two teams. So there's, you know, you want to coach from a team that's going to overachieve. And I think that's the Celtics this year. Last year was a year from hell. They had the injuries. They had COVID stuff all season and getting Horford in there and more minutes from Robert Williams is going to be huge for them. Smart in the lineup instead of Kemba in the starting lineup is big. I like that. They added Schroeder. I like that they had Josh Richardson just feels like a Celtics team to me. And I think this is a 50-55-ish win team. I think they can get to the three seed, possibly even higher. So uh, to me, Boston is closer to the top two in the East than they are to the rest of the fray. So I love Boston. I love Udoka. I don't think that Tatum is an MVP candidate. So if Boston does take a big leap forward, then somebody has to get credit. And so I, I would rather play Udoka for coach than Tatum
4: for MVP personally. This is a terrible pick. This is objectively an absolutely horrible. Uh, for starters, the media, the the vote will will immediately be like, well, I mean, yeah, but like they were good before. Like they were good under Stevens. Like Stevens did all the work here. Like they hired Udoka and he came in. Do we think that that you know Udoka is a better coach than Brad Stevens? They're more likely to give it to Brad Stevens even as the general manager than they. In order to give it to Udoka as the actual coach, if they are up there, Tatum is absolutely going to be in the MVP. If they're as good as you think, you better be betting Tatum for MVP because Raheem is absolutely yeah, right on that, it. that they're going to win. And the last thing I would say is um, the the bigger problem I think is just that Udoka is not going to be able to separate himself. He's a first year head coach, which I think that's good. That's in your favor. Um, I have a hard time figuring out the way, like, is just going to be solid. Like, he's from that Spursian tree. Spursian coaches in the first year, it takes a while for them to instill the principles. So, I, even though I think a lot of that is, is kind of built in with the Celtics, again, I don't think he'll get credit for it. If he does what he's supposed to do, all he's doing is making them as good as they expected Brad Stevens to make him. So, I have a hard time believing that uh, Udoka's going to get credit for it. I don't like this pick at all.
1: I don't like the pick, but that's only because uh, he stole me along from me. Um, so... You know, I've I've been been simmering over that for years.
5: Uh Joe, it's on you. What you got? All right. So uh I, I know that Matt has talked about this team uh a lot in terms of that they can kind of take a step forward. And that's something that I'm looking for with coach of the year. Uh, I don't think that the team needs to be the best team in the league, but I do think that they need to make a significant improvement. And uh, the Timberwolves uh, have Chris Finch as their head coach, and he's at 40 to one. Uh, I think that's the best line that I'm seeing for coach of the year. I think that if they can take the step forward and you know get into the play-in tournament Um, whether, and maybe even host the home game, some, some way, some form there. Uh, I I think that Chris Finch at 40 to one presents some value. Uh, I think that we'll see a little bit more of Carl Anthony Towns. He keeps getting bigger, stronger. um, And I'm just waiting for him to really kind of bust through. So I I like Chris Finch at 40 to one and, you know, they got good
4: ownership there. I love A-Rod. So this is perfect. little cross sport platform. Look, you're making me look smart. So I love it. It's great. Oh, (laughs) what he said. I didn't think we were going to how, but uh, that
1: was good. All right. uh, Austin, what do you got?
6: All right, so much to Malik and Joe's dismay, I'm going to double down on the Hawks, and I'm going to go Clint Capella for Defensive Player of the Year at an absurd plus 3,500. I mean, the Hawks, uh, he transformed the Hawks into one of the be- better defensive teams in the league. And, you know, uh, look at his stats. He averaged over um, 14 rebounds a game, two blocks a game, he even had a triple-double with blocks. And uh, for him to be so, so underpriced is a-, a major disservice. Um like I mentioned earlier, the Hawks, I, I'm very high on the Hawks. I uh, got them a third seed in the Eastern Conference, 50 wins. And um, I think Clint is gonna is their defensive anchor and has a great chance, much better chance than plus 3,500 to win the defensive player of the year.
4: See, the Jalen Green pick, that wasn't the homer pick. This is the Homer pick. This, <laughs> wait till, this.
6: Wait till James Harden MVP.
4: <laughs> yeah, th- this, this. Oh, where, where did Cucopella used to play? Oh, is it Houston? Is that is that right? Um, but the Hawks finished fifteenth in defense uh, defensive efficiency uh, during the McMillan era. I don't necessarily know that they're going to be good enough. I think one of the problems is so Gobert anchors the best defense in the league statistically, or a top five defense every single year, and. Positionally, he alters a lot of shots, and he gets the blocks and the rebounds, but he doesn't necessarily just focus on the stats. I think one of the issues, I think there is this little bit of resistance from voters because they've learned that, like, my favorite was Marcus Camby got it once, like, late in his career when it was absolutely just like what, what's the nuggets are horrible defensively. And it was just because of like blocks and rebounds. There's been a little bit of pushback against that. And so I think that Capella's raw stats work against him. If the defensive metrics don't back it up and I'm not sure the Hawks defensively are going to be in that top 10, top five category, I don't hate it just because like there is this idea that he's really good. I think he slipped a little bit because of injuries, but I don't hate it. If you're based off basically saying like, I think the Hawks make a leap into a top five defense this season, then you're correlating it. And the result of that would be the Clint Capellas and our defensive player the year odds are going to shorten considerably. Man, Atlanta
1: got a chokehold on this whole chat, man. Like, I mean, this is, this is nuts. What is it? Is it, the, is it food? Like what was, what's, what what they got down there in the chat that y'all love so much? A lot, a
4: lot of, the wings fans here.
1: That's that's it. Well the the wing. <laughs> it's the wing. Right? Okay. Lemon pepper. Yeah, the lemon pepper. Uh, Roberto, you up next?
0: All right. So I need somebody for most improved player. Uh, the one I like the most was OG Ananobi, but that's off the board. Um, nobody's talking about the Spurs, and I'm intrigued by a couple of their players: Dejounte Murray and Keldon Johnson at 35 to one. But if I only get one swing if I want to do bang for my buck, I'd sprinkle both of those two. But if I just want to get any return on a bet here, uh, I like Jordan Poole, but at fifteen to one, I don't love the value there. I'd rather so the top two favorites, Michael Porter Jr. at uh, nine to one, and Kevin Porter Jr. at ten to one are on the board. I think Michael Porter Jr. is going to get well, obviously because of the injuries uh, for Denver with Jamal Murray, he'll have more of a role on a team that is going to be in playoff contention, whereas the Rockets are going to be bad. Um, I'll take a shot with Michael Porter Jr. at nine to one, just because he's a bucket. Um, He's going to have opportunity. He's going to have a larger role. uh, And he's on a team that people are going to see on TV more often than the Rockets. So I'll go with uh, Michael Porter Jr. And have the rare opportunity of taking a favorite for the award at the slate at this stage in our draft.
4: 14 national television appearances for the Denver Nuggets. That's not including NBA TV this season. That is the most that they've had since 2009. Uh, So they are definitely going to be on TV. He looks great. He's in shape. He's still 50-40-90 at 6'10". Um, The only concern I would say is uh, there's one shot he won't get and that causes some concerns i think that plus the injuries uh you know he's been relatively healthy but he does get banged up a little bit and they have to be very cautious with him because of the history with the back and so if he if he gets soreness they have to shut him down because they they cannot risk you know further injury for him that said, he's just, he is going to get, like, I would not be shocked. We talked about the the all-star stuff. Like, I would not be shocked if he's averaging 19 or more. I would not be shocked if he makes a major jump in scoring and gets himself into some absurd conversations because the Hoopers love him, he's a bucket, and he is going to get a lot of opportunities in Denver. I don't hate it. Uh, it makes me a little nervous because of his uncertainty, but in general, it's a short number, but there's a short number for a reason. So I can't hate on it, especially at the spot you're going to get value in the draft.
3: When Mr. Bucket thinks you're a bucket, you know you're in good shape.
4: Are we making this a thing? Because I really don't want this to be a thing. I don't. This is not what I want in my life. (laughs) All right, Raheem, you're up next. Okay, we did the profile on what it
2: takes to actually be the most improved player. And typically that means that you have to make the jump into an all-star or you kind of have to be that C.J. McCollum type. Now, when you look at some of these guys... Chuck Gilders, Alexander, he's very capable. But Oklahoma City, Thunder, they might just decide 40 games into the season that no one's going to play basketball. So I'm not going to take him. De'Aaron Fox, who I love, he might have already been too good. So I'm going to take a long shot. And he's actually not priced like a long shot. I'm going to go with Colin Sexton. He's playing on a really bad Cleveland team. When you look at the Eastern Conference, there's not a lot of great point guards over there. I mean, Kyrie Irving is on a spiritual retreat right now. Um, <laughs> Kyle Lowry, who I love, isn't what he used to be. Like, who are the point guards out east? So I think this is a guy who can make the leap into all-star, just being a guy who's just taking a lot of shots on a bad team. He shot 47% from the field, averaged 24.3 points per game. If he could push that up, a couple points.
1: This is live, so I'm taking Kyle Sexton plus six. Kyrie Irving is on a spiritual retreat. Uh, is probably underrated in terms of <laughs> what's going on with that man. But uh, I, I I do like that pick, though. Matt, your thoughts?
4: <laughs> you know, that's interesting. I think he might get dealt because they don't want to extend him. And if he goes somewhere else, he might look a lot better. Um, I think one of the issues that he's going to run into is there's – a thread amongst league folks that he's a little difficult. And so that I'm worried about hurting him with voters. If that gets to be the reputation, like the beat writers, et cetera. But ultimately if he puts up the numbers, if you just think that he can get the numbers, then it doesn't really matter. And like we've, we we talked about how like the formula is the formula. Um, and especially like, look, they did add some talent, especially in the front court. So if he stays with Cleveland and Mobley, Allen and marketing wind up helping, like that, that offense look a little bit normal. He's going to look pretty good. I think one of the problems is just like people kind of think that Darius Garland's a better player than Sexton. Uh, but mm-hmm. if you're, if you're bank on the upside, he does have a lot of skill. He's got, he's got a lot of skills and he has the ball a lot. So I can't hate it. Matt, you're up next. Okay. I'm going to do something dumb. Cause I can't help myself. It's a, this is a moral decision. Uh, I'm taking Patty Mills plus wow. 1100 to win six man of the year. <laughs> um, Nets are going to score a ton of points. He's going to miss, miss a bunch of time. Even if Mills starts a short while, the Nets are going to tailor their rotation specifically to what their opponent is, is for that night. Like Katie and Harden and Joe Harris will start, right? And then after that, it gets it's really flexible. I expect Harris and Harden to be starting 1-2 so he won't. that Mills will still come off the bench. I just think that Mills has a really good chance. Mills has been the most impactful bench player over the last four seasons. Yeah, he's scoring 19 points a game. Guess he's six-man. no. Come on, who actually plays well? Who actually wins you games? And it's been Patty Mills. I think Mills will actually get more three-point opportunities, so he'll hit some of that too here. He'll play with the starters a decent amount and rack up huge numbers. Um, I will personally be trying to like reshape this narrative this season so that we actually get a, a six-man that, who has some sort of impact. I consider Jalen Brunson here pretty heavily. His numbers last year were really good. They're surprisingly good for how people kind of consider him. But ultimately, I'll go ahead and take the veteran uh, Patty Mills plus 1,100. <laughs>
3: it's honestly insulting to us as basketball fans that over the last decade, Patty Mills and Andre Iguodala have zero six-man-of-the-year awards. It's ridiculous. So I was on Patty early. He's got the Olympic narrative after what Australia did. I do wonder if there's a chance that he might end up starting, say, uh, 41 games this season. But I think that they'll probably try to keep him coming off the bench. Uh, but he he does have a chance to kind of cheat for the award, though, get a luxury playing time if he gets some extra, you know, home home game action on this one. So I, I like him. The, th-
2: the only thing that concerns me about this pick, is because I did look at it and I, I like the price of it, the biggest thing that I'm scared of is that Hartman can play with that second unit. And if he's playing with that second unit, he may take a lot of the shine that Patty Mills may get. And I think we may find ourselves in a, in a scenario where Kevin Durant or James Harden is going to be on the court at any given time. And then obviously if Kyrie returns from his spiritual retreat, then this bet is already dead.
4: If Harden's playing that many minutes, you need to be fading the nets is what I would say. Like if that's, if that's the prior that Harden's going to be playing 38 a night again, we need to be fading the nets because they're, without Kyrie for the home games, with Harden with that many minutes coming off the hamstring last year, like it would be why if he, if that's your thought process, then we need to fade the Nets. I think they probably back off a little bit on Harden and he rests more in Brooklyn, which just boosts Patty's case. Interesting. Okay, Joe, it's on you. Wait, I think it's
3: me, right?
1: Oh, sorry, Brandon. I apologize. Yeah,
3: that's right. Patty, by the way, is plus two thousand at Fox but so you can grab a better line there. Uh, I'm going to actually go off of my own board here with the pick that I wasn't really expecting to be around this long. Jalen Suggs has not been taken for Rookie of the Year yet, correct? Okay, All right, so I'm going to go with Jalen Suggs, plus 800 to win Rookie of the Year. Um, if it is not Cade or Jalen Green, I, I really think it's going to be one of those two, but those picks were gone before I had a chance to take them. Uh, I would have, I liked Giddy as a long shot. I was looking at, well, I'll, I'll save my other sleeper here in case someone else has their eye on him. Uh, But Jalen Suggs, to me, if it's not one of those two, he is the third option to win this award. He's going to be the engine of the offense in Orlando. He's going to get a lot of opportunity for shots there. There's really nothing else happening. They may as well let Suggs play, let him you know, rack up a lot of numbers, a lot of opportunity, a lot of usage there. So he's great. He's already a name that people know about because of the Final Four run. So I think Jalen Suggs at 800. If you're going to bet someone that's not those two, he's the most likely other guy to win it
4: so maybe it's fine, but he's looked horrible in preseason to the point where he started the first game. And then immediately Mosley was like, Nope. Um, and he plays with 800 other guards. That's the problem. Like Cole Anthony looks really good, which I think causes him issues. Fultz will get back. Uh, they're going to have to play Gary Harris a decent amount. Cause they're going to want to raise his trade value in order to move him. I think Suggs might get squeezed quite honestly here. Like I'll be looking at him for like most important player next season, maybe. Um, but, I I can't go with you here just because I think Orlando is going to be terrible. Nobody's going to see him. His stat line would have to outshine the others that we have on the board. And I don't know that there's that kind of value, especially when you're like, this is rare for you, right? Like you're taking, you're taking Suggs who's third on the board at most places, you're still getting seven and a half to one, but I'm a little surprised that at this point in the draft, you took somebody that was this short of odds.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I mean it's it's unlike me. Basically, the other picks that I want to make still I are such long shots that I am pretty confident I can just get them at my other picks. So I needed a rookie of the year slot. I'll just say my other guy was Bones Highland, who's eighty to one. I don't think that he has any realistic shot of winning. I think he has a, a shot of winning like a two week stretch of our imagination. He's looked great in preseason, but I just felt like Suggs is the guy who's most likely to win outside of the two. If he gets the numbers, it's, it's surely a numbers argument with them.
1: I bet bones too. I've already bet bones. All right, Joe, this time it actually is on you.
5: All right. Uh, so you, you guys know that like there was no way I wasn't going to bet on somebody on the next year. So, uh, I'm looking at sixth man of the year and I'm going to put some money on Emmanuel quickly. He's at 33 to one at Fox bet. I see, like I, I, I kind of, He just kind of reminds me as a guy that I don't think he's going to take over a starting role here, uh, especially with the acquisition of Kemba Walker. So I think that we're safe in that regard, um, that he will actually be eligible for sixth man of the year. Um, and I think that the Knicks are better with him on the floor. Uh, he's electric, he's a scorer, um, and he's somebody that, you know, gets the highlights, he has eyes on him. Uh, and I think at 33 to one for six man of the year, uh, there's a, there's, it's a little bit of a taste. I just, I had to get a little bit of a Knicks action here.
4: This is, t- this is so Knicks because he's the guy that you guys all like, like and want to be, to play and be good. And instead it's going to be Derek Rose for 25 minutes a night. Like, oh, 100%. It's just, yeah, like this, is, I, I appreciate this because this is basically like let's fantasize about what my next season could be.
5: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so hopefully it's quickly, but you never know.
4: Why, why you gotta be that guy? <laughs> Why do you gotta feel all love, you
0: know. I gotta do that. Noel right. for no, Noel for paid in Love for. Oh no! Okay. Get, get him!
6: Send him
2: Ooh.
6: to the moon. All right. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry. laughs>
1: all right, Austin is back going All
6: right, I don't see extreme value here, but given some long shots that I've, um, you know, that I've uh, drafted already, I wanted to finish off and balance my portfolio with Luka Doncic at MVP at plus four hundred. I mean, 22 years old, NBA's media darling, golden boy. You know, I said earlier I was high on the Grizzlies, but the Mavericks, I think, are going to have a great season, too. He gets better and better uh, every year. Uh, The Mavs did not get Kyle Lowry or another secondary uh, playmaker, a ball handler, to help relieve some of his duties. So he's going to continue to have that usage. Um, Clutch, amazing court vision. And with all the mess going on in the Mavs front office, a lot of fingers have been pointed at Luka. Um, and I think he's going to come and ball out uh, with a chip on his shoulder. Uh, some of the other MVP candidates, Durant, Bede, I, I feel there are injury concerns there. Uh, I think um, I'd love to wrap up and, and finish my portfolio with Luka Doncic at MVP.
4: It's good. Like He's third on the uh, straw poll. He's, I think he's too short on the board. Um, but I also if the Mavericks jump out and they start out eight and two, we're gonna be chasing this we're gonna be long gone on four fifty. So I, I can't blame this here. If the Mavericks start off hot, like everyone will be chasing Luca for the remainder of the season. His profile is just too good. The voters want to vote for him. He's regarded as one of the three best players in the league. Um, so I, I can't this is great value for getting him at the spot.
3: I don't know. If the Mavericks are really good, I think the voters will just go with Jason Kidd, coach of the year instead, probably. That's a joke. That's a joke.
1: <laughs> Throw up in my mouth. In a very good one, Roberto. It's it's, it's on you.
0: All right. Um, I need a six-man of the year player. Um, I think you guys have taken a lot of the best value bets, but once again, there are a few favorites up at the top of the board. Uh, Jordan Clarkson's five to one. But he won last year. I think there's going to be some voter fatigue there. Um, Joe Ingles twelve to one. Last year, as I said, maybe he should have been the guy. And I can see Utah being a number one seed again this year. Uh, out west, and if they do that, but I'll go with Joe Ingles just because I think he's a better player right now than Halliburton. Uh, he can do different. He can do more things, um, and he's going to be on a better team. I don't know. say more things, but he'll be on a better team. So I like that, and I'll take Ingles.
4: I'm not going to say anything because this is Brandon's. I was going to say this is all Brandon. It's waiting, waiting for Brandon
3: to just smiling and nodding. it's a, he's he's the defending most. He's the defending six man of the year anyway. So. You know, he, he, let's bump him up from seventh man of the year to sixth man of the year. It seems like the right move.
2: All right, Raheem, what you got? I, I mean, I need a rookie of the year, so I got to go with Evan Mobley. He's probably the, the last of the top picks left. I think they're going to get rid of Kevin Love, maybe to open up some minutes for him. I know Jared Allen is still there, but maybe to open up some minutes for him in the second half of the year, maybe he, he finds a way to pull it off. <laughs> but that's a that's a long shot flyer just because all the best value on rookie of the year is
4: gone. That was a truly depressing tape from Raheem. And I, I just wanna let everybody know. <laughs> it's yeah. Extremely depressing. Like all well, the value's gone. I guess I'll take Mobley. Like, no, no, like I'm gonna reach for this exciting young player that only I believe in. Raheem's like there's no way to make money here. Screw it.
3: That's basically how the Cavs took Mobley in the draft, too, don't you think, with uh, with their top two guys? Oh, kept... that's
4: rude. He's looked really good in preseason. I rude. love Mobley. He looked better than Suggs. Suggs hit the turnover last night. Am up? It's on you, Matt. You're up. Uh, I, <laughs> I will go ahead and say <laughs> I have serious considerations of taking – Wendell Carter Jr. for most improved. I think he's looked amazing in Orlando. Like, I'm getting genuinely concerned about my Orlando underbet, uh, which is stressful for me, because that's something that I bet several times on already. Uh, WCJ looks really good. Like, everyone's talking about Mo Bamba. No, 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 WCJ is the one that's actually making things happen and looks like he's actually figured out defense. He looks motivated after Chicago basically was like, we can't win with you. Um, so, WCJ looks really good. However, uh, I I keep thinking about our, our conversation on buckets. Uh, buckets uh, about. MVP, or I'm sorry, about um, most improved player and how it tends to to mirror all-star? Zach Levine, baby. So, Levine probably should have won it last. If Levine, if the Bulls make the playoffs and the Knicks miss, Levine, I think, wins most improved player last year. So, I think with the Bulls, if they jump into a top four – there's always a delayed effect of the voters where Tyson Chandler was clearly defensive player of the year. Didn't win it that year with Mavericks won it the year after with New York. You've seen this consistently throughout the season where the voters are just oftentimes like a year late to recognize what a guy has done. Levine is still kind of looked at as this, like, I don't know about last year. Like, is he really that good? And that's not just Brandon. Like everybody kind of thinks that. So I think Levine is that good. I think Levine makes that leap. I think the bulls become prime time. And I like Zach Levine uh, to win, most improved player at plus 1,200.
2: All right, Brandon. Damn, so you're just betting on all the Bulls. So if the Bulls stink, <laughs> this draft is like <laughs> – it's going to go rough. All
3: right, I am going to go with a most improved player. Really, really want to just go completely off the board here and take Benjamin Simmons because I think if he gets traded – and gets into a better situation and suddenly just explodes. I think that he could suddenly look very, very improved. But I don't think that the voters are going to give him anything this year uh, because of the way things have happened. So I'm going to go with the pick that I thinks a little safer. I'm going to take Ja Morant plus 3,300 right now at Fox Bet. I know the perception of Morant is that he already is this big star, but he his numbers 19 and seven, a little underwhelming from what you would think. You know, there's so many 20 points a game scores now, so. Last year, first two games, he had 36-8 and eight is what he averaged. Uh, he had 44 in the opener, and then he got hurt and just never really quite looked the same. I think the offense is going to carry him a little bit more with Valanciunas gone. Talked about Memphis before. I like them a lot. So if Memphis does improve, and he's definitely like the heart of the offense, heart of the team now, and he can make a leap to that all-star status. So I like John Morant here.
1: Matt, you're muted.
4: You're on mute. trying to think of a guy that had a high perception the numbers didn't back it up he made a leap in numbers to match the perception and won mip and i don't have one so i don't like this pick but it does fit the all-star model i don't know maybe i don't know maybe
3: (laughs) i'll take a maybe i feel good about maybe not the worst spots all right
5: joe Mm -hmm. All right, so uh, for my last pick for the flex spot, um, a lot of different options here. A lot of things I was kind of running through, but I'm going to take uh, another Nick, and I'm going to be taking R.J. Barrett at 40-1 to from Fox Bet to be most improved player. Um, Now, part of this has to do with the fact that I think the Knicks are still going to be good, Um, and then he also has really developed a three-point shot. Uh, and last year, you know, he finished the season shooting 40% from three, but on the back end of the season, he was shooting closer to like 43% from three point range. Um, I think with the acquisitions of Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier, it's going to take a little bit of the pressure off of him to try to create on his own. Uh, and if he can really be a knockdown shooter. Um, and elevate his points per game into the twenty per game mar- line or so because uh, he averaged seventeen point six last season. I think that there's some value here. He's in the major market. He's going to have eyes on him. And I think if forty to one, it's worth uh, it's worth a little bit of a play here.
6: Yes.
1: That's it, huh? That's all we get.
6: Go yes. next. <laughs> Go next. At the over,
1: <laughs> Austin.
6: All right. Well, here's my, well, I thought it was my second homer pick, but I guess it's my third homer pick if we consider Clint the one, but I'm going to go with James Harden at plus 2000 to win the MVP. Um, like I mentioned earlier, Kevin Durant, um, I, I think there's a lot of injury concerns with him. And even though James Harden was out a good number of the, a good number of games with the hamstring injury last season, he's historically been a tank. Um, he's been, um, you know, really, uh, he hasn't gotten injured much in his career, and without Kyrie on on his sabbatical and KD as an injury concern, I think Harden has a chance to be the alpha on that team and and really um, and really take over and 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 be and be the guy uh, in absence potential absence of KD and Kyrie. So I'm going to go with him at plus two thousand for MVP. I think those uh, I think those odds are too too long for for a player of his uh, of his stature.
4: The math. Is I like Morgan that one. here for me. If he if if he wins, it's because KD didn't play because the voters aren't going to vote if there's a better player on the roster. Which means KD didn't yeah. play, and if KD didn't play, they probably won fewer games. And if they won fewer games, Harden probably doesn't win enough to win MVP. So like to me, there's there's just no way for me to to build up the the equation for it. Brandon likes this pick, I know, but for me, like uh, the only play on the Nets is KD because if you if they win 60 games. Everyone's going to go. Who's the best player on that team? And everyone will. What everyone except like very few people will go. It's Kevin Durant. And that that's if you're going to go for an MVP on that, it's got to be KD. Otherwise, I don't think they hit the win threshold in order for him to win. Roberto.
0: All right. Um, I need a coach of the year, and I haven't gotten anybody from LA. But I'm not going to be picking the coach who plays the center alongside Anthony Davis. I'm going to be picking Tyronn Lue. Um, The Clippers. Nobody's really expecting anything from them just because Kawhi is going to be out for the year. I think they got a sneaky chance of being good and being above the play-in. Um, I think they've got a solid roster of good players. They can all shoot. I think they all shot over 40%. They shot the highest percentage ever last year, if I'm not wrong, on two threes, or if not that close to it. Um, I just think this is a team that can overperform one of the few ones that's still left on the board. And so I'll go
4: with Ty Lue, uh coach of the year. Hey, Malik, can we get – um, Malik, real quick, can we get Raheem some anti um, – some software like Norton 360 to protect his computer? Because Roberto apparently has hacked Raheem and taken all of his picks. <laughs>
2: no, I, I actually like I mean, you guys know how I feel about Ty And I think it's a good segue into my pick, which is something that I've – given out for a long time, along with Jason Tatum to win MVP. I like Paul George plus 3,000 to win MVP. I think a lot of people are underrating this Clippers team. They've proven that they can win without Kawhi Leonard. And when I look at Paul George, he's been a number one option his entire career outside of the time that he spent with Kawhi Leonard and Russell Westbrook. I mean, this is the guy who went toe-to-toe with LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosch in that Miami Heat team. And I think this team, he has guys around him and Reggie Jackson, Reggie Smurda. Uh, he has, you know, Terrence Mayer. He has a good coach in Tyron Little. This team hits a lot of threes. I think he can challenge the MVP in their plus 3, 000, and at 3,000. I think it's a good long shot. This team wins 50 games. <clears throat> they got a shot. And, I, you know, when I look at the landscape of the West, I'm not that high on a lot of these teams coming out of the West. The Lakers look rough, and I know it's just preseason, but they got too many new guys for this team to go out there and not care about preseason. Russell Westbrook, I just don't know how he's going to mess with LeBron James. When I look at the Nuggets, obviously, they still got the injury of Jamal Murray. When I look at the Warriors, they, they can be good, but I think the Clippers can make some noise. Paul George, MVP. I
4: hate it. Um, can't, the, the logic sound there, right? Like Clippers are better than expected. It's an impressive thing. Why are they there? Because Paul George is awesome. He wins. I like it. <laughs> Player of the year, and this one's tough for me. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna take Anthony Davis, which really annoys me because I don't think he's as good as everyone says he is. I think Anthony Davis is like a top. 15 to 10 defender in the league but he gets talked about as if he's like the elite is the elite you watch him he gets beat on the perimeter consistently on switches he doesn't do well in contain they can only play certain coverages with him a guy that yeah the injuries are probably going to be an issue the L. D. gave him for it and yeah like the radio will forgive him for it if you play for the Lakers you get an inherent bump and Anthony Davis's perception is always going to be higher than his reality so I get an edge there so I'm taking Anthony Davis to win defensive play of the year
3: I like that pick a lot. That was actually one of the two picks I was thinking about here. Um, The Lakers, I think, are going to be the number one defense, and Davis is probably going to be their best defensive player, so it makes a lot of sense. I think at 10-1, to it's definitely giving you pretty good odds for the money. All right, I am up next, so I'm actually going to take Anthony Davis as well, and I'm going to take him for MVP. I know Matt is going to absolutely hate this pick because of all the obvious reasons that if the Lakers have an MVP, it's probably going to be LeBron. What I like about Anthony Davis is that he fits my profile. I like the profile. What am I expecting? What does MVP look like? And it almost always is a player between the ages of 24 and 28. And Anthony Davis is one of the very few players in that age range where you actually kind of are healthy enough in your prime and hopefully get to play enough games. All those things we don't know with Anthony Davis, but we didn't know with Embiid last year. I think Embiid would have been the MVP if he'd played like, five, ten more games. So I love the Lakers' regular season. I think Davis is going to get a ton of easy buckets this year from LeBron and Westbrook. He's going to have great numbers, really efficient numbers. He's going to be that great defender on a great defensive team. He's on the Lakers. Um, I I like Anthony Davis. It's plus 3,000 at Bat-Rivers, so it's probably a a spot where I might look to cash out somewhere in the middle just because of the injury risk. But I do think Anthony Davis could be very good.
4: Tell me you haven't watched the Lakers' preseason – while telling me you haven't watched the Lakers preseason. That's going to wrap it up for our NBA awards draft. Thanks for joining us. If you want to see where exactly we think we should put the money on these various picks, check out the Action Network app and ActionNetwork.com/NBA. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you guys again next week on another edition of Buckets.